I'm Deidre. And I'm Chelsea. And we're giving you a million murders. Hello, everyone. Hello. How are you doing this morning? Good. How are you? I got my coffee, so I'm good. Yes, we've had our coffee this morning from Sip and Spin. It was delicious. It was everything. Delicioso. Yes. So, okay. So I'm actually here and there. I'm going to be slipping in some of our old episodes from Scream and Sugar that we have with Sarah because. Sarah. Sarah, because I feel like, I don't know, and y'all may not think so, but I feel like some of them were really good stories. I was about to say, we have some good ones. Yeah. We really did. So I'm like, okay, I know some of y'all have already heard this, but it's been so long since you've heard it that you probably may not remember. And then for our new listeners, now you'll get to hear it too. So I'm going to be doing some California hauntings. And so I'm naming this episode California Screamin', like I did oh for, <laughs> for Screamin' Sugar. California love. Yes, California Screamin'. So, okay, first off, for the California hauntings, we have the Hotel Del Coronado. So, the Hotel Del Coronado, also known as the Del or Hotel Del, is a historic beachfront hotel in Coronado, California across the bay from San Diego. It is the second largest wooden structure still standing in America. So like completely wooden Mm -hmm. frame. It is. So when it opened in 1888, it was the single largest resort hotel in the world. It hosted royalty, presidents, and celebrity throughout the years. And if it looks familiar, that's because it's been in a ton of movies. Mm -hmm. I saw it in one a while back, but I can't remember which, I can't remember what movie it was in, but I looked and I was like, that's the Hotel Del Coronado, because of course I recognize it just because, you know. That'd be neat to go to. Yeah. I mean, I've always wanted to go to California, and if I ever go to California. Yeah, we can Obviously go there. it's going to be you, because vaca- we vacation Yeah, for say we always <laughs> vacation together. Yeah, um, we should definitely go there. We should just go to some haunted places. Mm-hmm. I still want to go to the Stanley Hotel, too. Yeah, I do, too. So we'll figure it out. We'll get there eventually. So, okay, a young woman named Kate Morgan checked into Hotel Dell in 1892. So, like, a couple years after it opened. Like, it hadn't been open that long at all. Mm -hmm. And she never checked out. Mm -mm. Yes, honey. She arrived on Thanksgiving Day alone and unhappy. According to hotel employees, she said she was waiting for a gentleman to join her. Ooh. Mm -mm. Yep. Don't trust it. <laughs> Never trust it. <laughs> yes. So after five lonely days, Kate took her own life, which is obviously very sad. Mm-hmm. And um, at the time of her death, police could find nothing to identify her. So a description of Kate was telegraphed to police agencies around the country. Newspapers began to refer to Kate as the beautiful stranger. After Kate's, After Kate Morgan's identity was confirmed... She was married but estranged from her husband. It was thought that she'd arrive at the Hotel Dell hoping to have a rendezvous with a lover, possibly. Mm. Yeah. Come here, lover boy. <laughs> Baby. 
Yes. I love that song. It is a good song. It's such a good song. I love that song. Yeah. So um, Kate had been employed as a domestic in a wealthy Los Angeles household. And from there, she traveled by train to the hotel where fellow passengers reported that a woman matching Kate's description had argued with a male companion who then deserted her during the train ride. Mm. So, like, maybe she thought he was still going to meet her there. I don't know. But during her stay, Kate was described as sickly and sorrowful, heading to San Diego to buy a handgun, and the San Diego coroner later confirmed that Kate had died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, it's a little heavy, Mm -hmm. obviously. And according to the hotel's book, Beautiful Stranger, The Ghost of Kate Morgan and the Hotel Del Coronado, since that time, guests and employees have attested to ghostly goings-on. Most have to do with Kate's original third-floor guest room, where visitors have experienced flickering lights, a television that turns itself on and off, breezes coming from nowhere, scents and sounds that come out of nowhere, items moving on their own, Doors that open and close, room temperature changes, and unexplained footsteps and voices. See, the the whole TV going off. Mm-mm. Yeah. I don't, and the lights flickering. Mm-mm. I don't have Which, time for it. I don't know. Anytime I've ever had a light, a light flicker, mm-hmm. I don't like think, oh my gosh, it's a ghost. I always just think, oh, when you change the light bulb. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> oh, the power's about to go out. Yeah. Or the power. I did that yeah. at Sierra Dakota's the other day. It was flickering. I said, because mm-hmm. I thought I seen somebody walking by, and that's the only time I was like, ooh, the mm-hmm. light flickering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we ain't got time for it. So, yeah, and then there have also been sightings of Kate in the hotel hallways and along the seashore, another very active area in the resort's gift shop. Um, I feel like I messed this up the last time. Seashore? Seashore. 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 Another very active area is the resort's gift shop, where visitors and employees routinely witness haunted happenings and giftware mysteriously flying off the shelves, mm-hmm. oftentimes falling upright and always unbroken. Absolutely not. Well, I mean, at least I didn't break it. Right. So she's not trying to break it, but... She's just trying to let you know she's a she's there. Yeah, she up in here. <laughs> so, Okay. <laughs> So, on May 27th, 1936, a ship called the Queen Mary deported from Southampton, England on her maiden voyage. So, Queen Mary is our second haunted California place. Uh, She boasted five dining areas and lounges, two cocktail bars, which I feel like that's not a lot of cocktail bars for a big old... Just two. Yeah, I don't think that... That's not... That's not a lot of... Yeah. yeah. You think there'd be... More. Because there's five rooms of what? Uh, five dining areas yeah, and lounges so, and then two bars. Yeah. And how you go... You just want to... <laughs> That's not enough. That ain't enough alcohol. Yeah. No. Well, <laughs> that actually... ain't enough room for alcohol. Yeah. You know, I mean, especially like Prohibition has ended. Like mm-hmm. people drinking. Drink oh, a Lincoln. Yeah. You needed five. <laughs> I'm going to buy you a drink. <laughs> okay. Okay. In the swimming pools. And so, yeah. Two cocktail balls. Two cocktail balls. Two <laughs> cocktail bars and swimming pools. A grand ballroom, a squash court, and even a small hospital. The Queen Mary was all the rage for transatlantic travel. The rich and famous considered it the only civilized way to travel. Mm. 
Since its retirement as an active liner in 1967, the Queen Mary has been even more popular as an iconic Southern California attraction, hotel, and venue for special events. The ship carried some 2.2 million passengers in peacetime and 810,000 military personnel in World War II. But in Long Beach, an estimated 50 million people have visited the ship. Wow. Yeah. We should visit it. We should. That'd be really cool. Yep. Listen. Where's it at? California? Uh-huh. Obviously, because it's called California Scream. <laughs> Southern California. I don't even think I say where it is exactly, but... um, If I be saying stuff that's, like, off the wall, just ignore me. <laughs> Chelsea's had, been up all night. I've had an eventful, just stressing... Long Beach. Yes. Long, Long Beach, Beach California. California. So I don't know where that is compared to... Hotel Dell and all that. It could yeah. be close. It may not be. Yeah, it could be like Florida. Like that's five hours away. Yeah, well, because California is huge, and I don't know where. I don't know. I'm just yeah. not very well knowledgeable about where things are in California. Girl. <laughs> but but yeah. So uh, yeah. So 50 million people visited. 2.2 passengers. 810,000. So I mean, millions and millions of people yeah, have been on this ship. Yeah, it's crazy. So the day the ship was launched in 1934. A well-known English psychic, Lady Marble Fortescue Harrison, said, The Queen Mary will know her greatest fame and popularity when she never sails another mile or carries another fair-paying passenger. She was right. I mean, 50 million have been... I Mm -hmm. mean, it's crazy. So the ship has 49 recorded deaths. Today, it's said that as many as 150 different spirits may still call the Queen Mary its home. Oh. 150 that's a lot of ghosts in one in one place place. yeah and how many but there's only 49 deaths so yeah well they could be like us if you know we're like oh we should go visit and then we never get to and we die like we're like well you know what i'm going on an adventure and i'm gonna go (laughs) i'm gonna go yeah i guess i mean if people really like places maybe they'll just come back you know who knows so yeah Some notable ghosts include a crew member who was crushed to death by a watertight door, a woman dressed in all white who dances by herself in one of the luxury suites, and several adults and children in 1930s-era garb whose apparitions have been spotted wandering the pool decks. Mm. Yeah. So, the watertight door thing. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's terrible. So, people have also reported drastic temperature changes... Slamming doors, knocking, screams, lights flickering again. The screams. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the screams and children crying. It's too much. It's too much. So one room is notoriously haunted and hauntings have been logged in the ship's logs since the final voyage in 1967, which is pretty cool. Uh So they have like an actual ghost log and this log entry Includes complaints from guests staying in B340, claiming that someone was knocking on the door in the middle of the night. Other complaints include bathroom lights turning on by themselves, the sink faucet turning on and off on its own, and unexplained bathroom doors shutting. Some guests have even reported the covers of their bed being pulled off while they're asleep. Mm-mm, see, <laughs> that's another one. No, like, no, please. Leave it, me alone. It's just something about, like... 
having the covers pulled off of you or like feeling that slow feeling of like them removing from your body and it's like mm -mm, mm -mm. i mean if you want to watch me sleep go ahead just don't let me be like don't make it known that i know you're there yeah i don't care just don't wake me up you can watch me all you want in my sleep Mm -hmm. if you just gonna chill there don't wake me up though don't touch me don't pull the covers off don't look (laughs) just don't touch me yeah i mean too much i was just gonna hear a bunch of snoring anyway like Mm That's all you can see. But we don't have time for that. And they also wake up, by the way, to see a dark figure standing at the foot of their bed. They can leave that out to you. Unnecessary. An unnecessary haunting. I don't understand why these ghosts out here acted like it's necessary to be doing all this. (laughs) I don't get it. And while people are sleeping, just let me sleep. Let me sleep. I've never not like someone so much that I was like, I hope you get haunted. Yeah. Like, I've never. Because I ain't trying to have no karma like that on me. No, we're not trying to have that fall back on each other. Yeah, please. Get off of me. Get off of me. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Which, for those, I'm like, I don't know who even knows about that. But my dad, me and Chelsea used to, when we worked together, we'd get off work and we'd stay the night with each other. Or stay the day with each other. Because we worked third shift. And we were watching... An episode about New Orleans and my dad came in around the time that they were talking about how in New Orleans everybody has to be buried above ground because they're below sea level. So when it rains, water would get in the coffins and in the grave and then it would float the caskets up. And so they say, you know, when you're so they had to submit over Mm -hmm. some graves and then put graves on top. And so they're like you're walking on the dead when you walk in the cemetery and my dad was in the room for that part and he was just like get off of me and it was so funny he'd be doing some funny stuff yes he's a mess our dads yeah they're just goofy which i i get it from him my dad yes definitely your father made over just out here goofing (laughs) always goofing Goofing, chelsea i can't okay so our next one is and our last one, our next and last story is the Hollywood sign, which I feel like you just wouldn't think that would be a yeah. haunted place, but it mm-hmm. is. And I actually have a story from an episode of a TV show in here too about somebody's uh experience there. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it's crazy. So, former. <laughs> <laughs> So, formerly, formerly known as the Hollywood Land sign in, until 1949, so it was Hollywood Land, uh-huh. and then they took the land off and just made it Hollywood uh, until, you know, it was Hollywood Land until 1949. Um, it's an American and cultural icon overlooking Hollywood, uh-huh. obviously. Well, I mean, maybe not obviously, but... I've always wanted to go to Hollywood just to go up to that the Hollywood sign and like sit on it. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't want just to. Just chilling. But now I'm like. Mm. Yeah. No, you you don't want to do that. Um, so it's situated on Mount Lee in the Hollywood Hills area of the Santa Monica Mountains. The letters, I mean, you know, the letters are big, but the oh, yeah. the letters are 45 feet tall and 350 feet long. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, 45 feet tall. Like, it's just, it's huge. 
That's what she said. <laughs> um, Lord. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's big. And it was... <laughs> it's big. She thick. She thick. <laughs> Um, it was created in 1923 as a temporary advertisement. So it wasn't even supposed to stay up there forever. Yeah. It was a temporary advertisement for a local real estate development, but it became infamous, so the sign was left up. The project cost $21,000 back then, mm -hmm. which was $320,000 back in 2019. Just to kind of... $320? $320,000. Oh, I was about to say dollars. that we've deflated there's no inflation yeah. there's deflation Defla <laughs> wouldn't that I be wish. nice i know <laughs> houses are three dollars god do your work <laughs> we need a deflation yeah. um so yeah and then in 1932 an actress named peg and whistle who was an early film starlet came to hollywood in the golden era looking for her big break she had starred on broadway and was hoping to be the next screen starlet after moving to l.a Unfortunately, Peg ended up out of work, and her first big role was cut from the final film, which, mm. oh, that's terrible. Like, your first big role. So, like, it was big enough that it felt like the first big role, but not big enough for it to be, that's you know. sad. Yeah, it's very sad. So, on September 16th, 1932, the actress depressed and reportedly intoxicated. <laughs> Come on now. Depressed and reportedly intoxicated, hiked to the Hollywood sign, climbed up the rickety maintenance ladder to the top of the H, 45 feet in the air, before throwing herself to mm -mm. her death. Oh. I couldn't. No, I. Mm -mm. No, it's just. No. It's sad. It is. It's really sad. And. But Hollywood's hard. I mean, it's rough. For some people, I feel like some people it's not as bad. Yeah, you know, but back then it was, it was ruthless and terrible. So, the next day, a hiker found Peg's body along with a single shoe, jacket, purse, and suicide note, which read, "I'm afraid. I'm a coward. I'm sorry for everything. If I had done this a long time ago, it would have saved a lot of pain." Mm. P.E. It's like no, no. That's not how it is, but, you know, it's just terrible. And so the ghost stories first appeared in the 40s after the same H mysteriously toppled over, fueling the rumors that her ghost haunted the landmark. So in 1990, a young couple hiking the Griffith Park trails stopped dead in their tracks when a disoriented blonde woman dressed in 1930s clothing vanished before their eyes. Throughout the years, many Griffith Park Rangers have claimed to see the ghost of the Hollywood sign, especially on foggy nights. Her ghost is known to be accompanied with the smell of gardenias, so much that it made one jogger... <laughs> My gosh. I just realized what the word was supposed to be. Yeah, jogger. <laughs> so much that it made one jogger on the trail start sneezing like crazy. She then got a weird feeling, and then there was this woman with blonde hair, and she seemed to be walking on air. Mm -hmm. Uh-uh. See, why yeah. you gotta float? Just walk normal. Please. I don't care if it, you can't... can't feel the floor. <laughs> like, <laughs> just do it anyway. Please. Please. Just walk. Walking on air. Walk on the ground, please. 
please. And then it's the running. Don't oh, run. Uh, don't run. Don't yeah. run. Don't float fast. You just need to be slow. Like, please be slow. Slowly saunter over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a sauntering ghost is what we're looking for. Um, Give me a head start. Something like. Yeah. If you're going to act a fool like that. Because. <laughs> I'm about to run. I'm like, please, please, don't <laughs> run. <laughs> oh my god! So, um, so that episode that I was talking about from mm-hmm. that TV show, it's Paranormal Witness, which I love. Paranormal Witness. I haven't watched it in a long time. Um, so in the episode, four friends, Tina, Alan, Brian, and Al, decide they're gonna touch the Hollywood sign. Brian suggested it. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Let's go touch the Hollywood sign." After a while, it became off limits and had a fence, but they climbed over it to get to the sun. Alan had his concerns since he was the rule follower of the group. So he's just, you know, along for the ride, but he really don't want to do this because yeah. it's trespassing. So the closer they got, the more excited they became. Reaching the sun was so exciting for them because they all grew up seeing it at the top of the hill. Even though they broke the rules to get there, you know, they didn't care. They were mm-hmm. just excited to get to touch the sign. <laughs> I don't know why you got to touch it. Look. Touch the butt. <laughs> touch the butt. So it got close to midnight and they decided it was time to take Tina, the baby of the bunch, home. Mm-hmm. And Brian was leading the way down the hill. Oh my <laughs> I gosh. forgot, I forgot about this. Oh, Brian was going down the hill and he slipped and started sliding down the hill out of sight from his friends. <laughs> And the three friends called for him. <laughs> Brian. They're like, Brian, Brian. And they could still hear the brush crack- uh-uh. cracking. <laughs> crackling as he's sliding down the hill. This got me last time, too. It's just so funny because you're like, Brian, and you just hear. He's still sliding, y'all. I'm still sliding. Give him a minute. So after. After a few agonizing moments later, Brian started crawling back up. Uh. <laughs> I'd have been like, y'all come down here. I'm down now. Uh, he started crawling back up and met up with his friends. So once they saw him all banged up, they decided, okay, like, we got to go. It's time to go now. So as they're heading back down the path to their cars, uh, and as they're walking, Brian saw someone on the path coming toward them. And it was a woman wearing a dress similar to the style of the 1930s. She wore heels and a veil over her face. I don't like the veil. Mm-mm. She walked up the hill effortlessly, which is a different experience than Brian just had, obviously. <laughs> and her footsteps didn't make a sound. So Brian tried to speak to her, but she didn't respond. She kept approaching them on the path. When they saw the woman's face... The group ran for their lives. The only thing, they ran for their lives. The only thought in any of their minds was to just get out of there. So, smart. A- yeah, like, thank you for being smart. Alan stopped for a second when he heard Tina lose her footing. Somebody else about to fall, but he grabbed her when he saw the woman standing behind her. Ooh, mm-hmm. mm-mm. So they all reached the fence, got either over you know, they either jumped over it, mm-hmm. went through it, whatever, and they drove for their lives. The woman chasing them until they reached that fence. Wow. So she didn't leave. She wouldn't leave the fence, but she chased them all the mm-hmm. way down there. Um, Nobody wanted to say it, but they all knew they'd seen a ghost. Alan had heard about the urban legend of the lady in white and looked it up. He instantly knew that night he had ran into Peg. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, don't go there unless you're trying to see 
Peg, oh, potentially. <laughs> yes, which, I mean, hopefully Peg has moved on. Yeah. We want Peg to be in a better place. Right. Obviously. But it's crazy that she, you know, at this point, I don't know when they went, but in the 90s is when, you know, the jogger saw her. So whenever they went, it had to have been at least a little... You know, I'm sure it's super secure now. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Who knows? But I would think by now, in 2023, they have better security out there than just, like, a gate. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah, so who knows? But those are, it was a little quick episode, but those are my California hauntings. I'll probably do some more because, you know, that was just three of them. But yeah. those are, they're not even, like, three really big ones. I felt like Hotel Dell people know about mm-hmm. the Queen Mary Lots of people know about the Queen Mary, but then the Hollywood sign, I didn't know it was haunted until I watched that Paranormal Witness episode one day. So I hope you all enjoyed that. Y'all, thank you for that today. No, thank you, boo. Thank you. You're welcome. So I was going to say that one week that we took a break, Mm -hmm. I just want everybody to know it was last minute and we're kind of like, a lot of the times we're last minute people. Things Mm -hmm. just unnecessary things happen in our lives that we just can't control so it's like why couldn't this have happened like a few days ago so we you know we could prepare but you know that ain't like how life works no so anytime um we're gonna take which we don't like taking breaks like i didn't we didn't like doing it and so that's why we had two episodes come out that week after yeah that way, like, we're not, like, we're not behind, like, less episodes. Right, yeah. We're still trucking along with the episodes, but yeah. they're just coming out a little late. Yeah, sometimes, for a while there, I was really on it, and I was, well, we both were, mm-hmm. and we were, like, editing ahead of time, and they were scheduled and set up, and so they just come out, but lately, that hasn't been the case. Yeah. And- I'm, I'm editing at, like, midnight. Well, (laughs) to get it done by like trying to get it done by 2 a.m. So I can go back to bed uh, and get up at like 6 to get ready for work. We both have full-time jobs. I worked every day in January because (laughs) I was off from eight weeks from surgery trying to get caught up. Then my car's in the shop. So I'm having to work all these hours, you know. Yeah. And I just needed, I needed, honestly, I needed a mental health day. Yeah. I needed it. I was like on my way home and I was like, (laughs) I can't do this. I give up. <laughs> I quit for the day. <laughs> and I got home and Deidre was like, hey, don't forget. I was like, I have not edited this episode. I said, I can't. The episode ain't even edited. I was like, don't forget to post it just in case because I didn't know she forgot. And she was like, I said, yeah, I mean, just, just take it. Well, they'll, it'll be okay. They'll, they'll understand. So. But just now we hate, we hate doing it. But yeah, at the end of the day, our health, mental health comes before this little podcast, yes yes but we do love doing it absolutely yeah but, it's it's great for our mental health but that editing yeah. gets you sometimes <laughs> we're gonna hire somebody yeah we, we, we'll get paid for it i know <laughs> if y'all want to pay us i'm just playing we'll, we'll hire them in more episodes <laughs> that they can edit <laughs> but anyways but yeah so you know, just be patient with us. We love you guys. We thank you for being patient and yeah. always listening. So if you would like to send us any questions, comments, concerns, requests, email them to us at a million murders at gmail.com. And you can go to our Instagram and check out our pictures of our cat 
of our cast <laughs> of our episodes from yeah other people places things and we have a facebook page slash group because we got both um that we try to keep up and interact and post stuff um and if you don't have an email or if it's if the facebook page is easier or instagram message is easier do that you can just do that yeah if you want to interact if you want to start convos i don't know why i'm dancing <laughs> you can do that yes and that's it right that's mm-hmm. everything so da, 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 that's all folks that's all folks <laughs> all right well thank you all so much for tuning in and total for now no <laughs> <laughs> we hope you come back for a million more bye oh we did it on the same pitch yeah. that time we never do it on the same pitch <laughs>